This week, we are donning our disco duds and keeping our cinema kaiju certified as we review and recap all the Daikaiju films of the 1970s. From energy crises to the Three Mile Island, this is Kaiju vs. History, the 1970s Kaiju Recap. Kaiju versus History. This is your host, Miles, and join me is my co-host, Patrick. Welcome to the end of season three of the podcast, everyone. Patrick, we're done with the 70s. How do you how do you feel about it? Boy, howdy. I, I, <laughs> this one shorter than than uh, season two or 1960s season, but somehow still felt longer. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, the, them them eight movies did not help at all. I mean, the last I, I know it's, it's, it's become, <laughs> it's kind of my trademark is I, I don't like these things, but having so many back to back really hurt me, especially because in some ways this, this decade kind of started out fairly strong. Oh yeah. I mean, this is one of our rare agreements on a, a 10 out of 10 film with a, yeah. a Godzilla film. I had a, a non-perfect 10 as well earlier on in 1971, but this, the scores dropped pretty precipitously in the later half of the 1970s. Oh yeah. It, it, which we'll talk it, about. You start off strong with, you know, a decent gamma movie and mm. Than, nah. than a not so decent gamma movie, but then you've had. Oh yeah, like, actually no, I, I very much enjoyed versus Jagger. Sorry, yes, yeah, I forgot that was 1970. And then you have a you have a you have several solid Godzilla films, pretty that, darn solid. You know, even even when it kind of peters out at the end, it's still it's still fine. We had some oddball Chinese films that were, <laughs> you know, fun to watch. It was it was a very varied. Decade, I will say that because you got films all over the world, whereas definitely the 1960s. I mean, you, you got films from all over the world, but it was such a Japanese daikaiju boom in in the 1970s where, or in the 1960s, whereas the 70s, it was kind of falling off, obviously, with the end of the, yeah. the Godzilla films. But yeah, it, it, I, I do feel from here on out, the quality of the kaiju films we're going to be watching is going to get better and better. I feel like the end of the 70s, the beginning of the 80s is kind of the doldrums of <laughs> quality as, as far yeah, as Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's Peter's it's always, you know, it, was it, was it, it's always darkest right before the dawn. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, because we, we, we're, we're about to enter very soon, I would say, the greatest era in, in kaiju cinema. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a boom in the 1990s. Uh, Heisei... Uh, kind of a mini boom in, in a lot of ways compared to the 1960s. Mm-hmm. But in terms of quality, it is, right. I believe, going to stand out. And yeah, I think I think the quality is is certainly there. I think the impact is a little bit delayed. It's it's like in mm-hmm. in the in the home countries, these films obviously did very well, but it took a while, and really for us to become a little more interconnected with the you know the widespread use of of the internet to really get how impactful and great some of these movies are to where now these movies are held to the highest of esteem. But unfortunately, we're not there yet. We are <laughs> we are still talking about 
the 70s. Yeah, and in this week's episode, we are doing a recap of all the films that we watched, but also taking a look back at what made this decade special, what we enjoyed, what we did enjoy, what made our our skin crawl this (laughs) season, uh, the 1970s. But also, like we do with every season recap, we're going to talk about, I I think, first, the the films we didn't cover, the, the things that didn't make it onto our kaiju film registry for whatever reason you know so tell us patrick what's in a decade (laughs) i mean there there was a lot of stuff that didn't hit two or in some cases just one of our important what is a kaiju movie golden rules and and we haven't talked about it in some time but obviously there's a lot of decision making that that we go through in in what we add to this list what is a kaiju movie and we are trying to watch every single kaiju movie so i i feel like that's important just just to recap those three rules in in short it's, it's primarily got to be about the kaiju it's got to focus on the kaiju right. and the kaiju has to have some kind of special quality or you know thing that sets it apart and three, it engages with the tropes of the genre. So there are, you know, plenty of movies that hit one or two of those and a lot, you know, almost every single Godzilla movie that hits all three of them. The following films I, I wanted to, to bring up didn't make the cut because they probably only hit, did one of these things and maybe not like focus on them. So I would call them kaiju adjacent films. We, we've talked about some in the the past. The thing is, it was kaiju film and, and cinema was so dominant in the 1960s. There's very few adjacent films because if you're going to have a giant monster in a movie, they usually just leaned into those tropes and made a kaiju film. But there's some more that were kind of on the, the outskirts in the 1970s. Some we've talked about, some not, but. The first one, the film has a very scary sounding name, Miles, 1972's <laughs> Night of the Lepus. Uh, they, they call the monsters the the Latin name uh, Lepus because Night of the Cute Bunnies just doesn't have the same uh, stopping power. <laughs> right, uh, right, right, right. Mean, they, ever... they, were, they, were, they were correct, and I, I would assume that most of the wide... You know, audience is not going to know what Lepus is. <laughs> have you seen this? The giant rabbits in, in I, I have seen bits and pieces of it. It's, and it's pretty ridiculous. It, yeah, is, it, uh, it is as ridiculous as it sounds. <laughs> it, and it's not. Yeah, it's not just one giant rabbit. It's it's dozens of cute, cuddly bunnies and uh, all of them attacking this town. Not not really Kaiju from from the same year is something that I want to talk about because we briefly mentioned this to each other uh via text but uh one of my favorite anime franchises is born in the 70s and it does have episodes that deal with kaiju tropes even though the the i would not call them obviously it's not a film but i wouldn't call it a kaiju show and which is uh science ninja team gotcha man and and even though there was a film comp a compilation film in 78 so it could technically count because we've done compilation films before, like the giant mecha turtle uh, in the, the famous first episode it certainly follows some kaiju tropes, but it's not the focus. The the ninja team is the focus. <laughs> and even though it was kind of the first, I, mean, I would call it even sometimes more so than Ultraman, 
the kind of predecessor to your Super Sentai because you have this yeah, these but... teens in these color coded outfits. They they team together to get in the Phoenix. You know, mm-hmm. they do all mm-hmm. these these things that are that become tokusatsu tropes that you know Super Sentai and later Power Rangers follows very very specifically. And so it just certainly has an influence on Japanese genre storytelling, but it. I would call it kaiju adjacent at at best, even though I would very much love to have spent some time talking about <laughs> one of my favorite animes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the same thing with, you know, later Super Sentai Ranger shows is they all have eventually giant monsters in them. But oh, yeah. I mean, that not... could easily be a sideshow because, yeah, you have giant yeah. monsters all of the time. They are a center of the story. And I mean, you get you get a mini kaiju battle every single week with a mm-hmm. with a, some sort of mecha. And a monster mm-hmm. fighting. Yeah, not that, you know, it doesn't follow for rule one. It's not like the focus of the the program or the film usually even. So one of the reasons the, the next film I wanted to talk about was 1975's The Giant Spider Invasion. And, you know, I think we've already said our piece on giant spider movies in general, mm-hmm. despite there probably being one or two more that are going to appear on this. This uh, are we doing alien freaks down the road? I, you know, I've gone back and forth on whether it counts and it doesn't, right. doesn't really. But this is kind of the same situation. This is less kaiju film. It doesn't really engage with those tropes and more B movie riffing. Very similar to why we didn't do. 1958's The Spider, the Bird Eye Gordon film that we we skipped, because unlike Tarantula, which was mo- monumentic sized bugs, the the spider in the Giant Spider Invasion is like a a wagon, like a VW wagon that they they uh, put a spider costume on top of and and, and drove around. <laughs> oh my uh, it's it's not it's not that that big and. It's just a, a funny one to talk about. Also, 1975, a little independent film by a Stefan Spielberg, the classic movie Jaws. A lot of people will consider kaiju adjacent and spawned a whole subgenre of big animal movies, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's certainly a larger great white, but not I mean, it's crazy, but like not out of the realm of possibility. It's not like yeah. a, well, a, a, a mutated like thing from like alligator or something. Is the shark a male in the movie? I do not remember. They, and I they, watched this movie very recently. <laughs> well, they call it Bruce in. Well, uh, that's the out, name of the animatronic. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if it was supposed to be a male, like uh, male shark, male, great white sharks are smaller than the females. The largest female great white that I think was recorded was 19 foot. And Bruce is supposed to be 25 foot in the film. So it's like, Isn't oh, it's a like, big one. <laughs> what, Big Blue or something? There, There is apparently some shark out there that they've looked for that mm. is allegedly close to the Jaws-like size. But it's still also, even being a few feet longer, isn't crazy. It's not like we're watching Anaconda, you know? Yeah, well, that, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Movies like Anaconda and Lake Placid are not on our kaiju list because, once again... They don't really engage with the tropes. Yeah, there's not anything specific about those monsters. And while it does focus on the monster, usually there's other elements like Anaconda is more of a horror movie. 
Yeah, and like it's it also like that kind of slasher adventure kind of thing. Lake Placid is just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Betty White. Betty White in that movie is amazing. <laughs> Betty White lean that cow out. <laughs> Come get your dinner. <laughs> but yeah, it's a whole subgenre giant monster movies, and it is very different from Daikaiju. So we're just not getting yeah. into most of I, them. I, but I would agree with you on Jaws being adjacent because I do feel like its narrative does feel a little kaiju-like. In in yeah. in just the story beats, yes, of something um, similar to you know a Gojira. Not that it has the same commentary necessarily, but like it, some of those beats are very similar. We're not getting the monster all out, and it's and it's attempting to talk about something that we're not talking about. So I I can definitely see why you would consider this one kaiju adjacent, even though the monster isn't die kaiju. Mm-hmm. It's it's certainly. Share some storytelling DNA, I would say. 1976, the next film we have we've passed on is called The Food of the Gods. I know this one very well. Very similar to um Night of the Lepus is a, a large mutated animal movies. And this one was officially done by Mr. Big himself, Bert I. Gordon. If you want to see a, a movie with pony-sized rats terrorizing like a family. This is the one for you. It's not really Daikaiju in any way, but it is very interesting if you do want to com- complete your Mr. Big collection. We, like I said, we, we've skipped a few Bird Eye Gordon films, including the Thank Cyclops you. one and, and things like that. But <laughs> not, I'm not a fan of Mr. Big over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that one and, and this one spawned some imitators as well. But yeah, none, none of them on the list. 1977, the, the this one almost did get on here. The Last Dinosaur. This was a co-production between Subaraya and Rankin and Bass. And we've we've talked about films and and products that those two companies made together. And this one would have, I think, fallen into that very well. Uh, this is, you know, a dinosaur style lost world adventure, but right. it does have Subaraya pseudomation. It has people in dinosaur suits. And also a an Atragon like drill ship. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I would just kind of consider this closer to like a Jurassic Park kind of storytelling, and not necessarily a kaiju story. Yeah, well, that's a that's a reason it's not on on the list. Even though w- one of the dinosaurs that they have in it does look very kaiju esque. Like if they, they could have reused the suit, because I, I don't think it's like an a, a accurate dinosaur, if that makes sense. And right. I, I forget what it was. It's kind of like a in, in the Triceratops family. But also, uh, this is not to be confused with Denver, the last dinosaur. Also not to be confused with 1977 as well. Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds is a, a Toei film that perhaps is was set up to compete with Super High's Last Dinosaur and is another Lost World type. And it got distribution outside japan by sandy frank and just like the last dinosaur it did get some play in the united states so so there's a little dinosaur boom there in the 70s miles i mean i would prefer getting to watch dinosaur movies more than i would prefer watching eight movies so i can't really can't really complain about that what about rip off italian monster movies uh, <laughs> uh which is 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 there certainly there its own subgenre and there are plenty of ripoffs in the wake of jaws i mean like orca yeah. and grizzly yeah. and the movie that you have on this list tentacles tentacles was on our list for some time until i i started i remember scrubbing through and watching it 
Yeah, it is about a giant octopus terrorizing some people in Italy that's not supposed to be Italy. And it's not really monster-esque, and when you go and watch it, it's not that big. You look at the poster, and it makes it look like it can take down a ship by itself. It looks like a Kraken on the poster, but it's definitely not. Um, You have added to our 1990s list, (laughs) Season 5, Deep Rising. Yay! uh, you know, that is a, a memorable monster in that movie. And but it e- is even larger than the, the one that's supposed to be in this this film. But yeah, like I said, this is kind of a rip on Jaws. It's just large octopus. Not super. Yeah, I've, I mean, yeah, if we wanted to do what the uh, the closest thing to the Americans had for kaiju movies, it was basically animals gone wild, but like larger than life or animals seeking revenge, as in the case of mm-hmm. Orca, which is just a wild movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they scared me as a kid. Orcas. Are oh, yeah. Those. I mean, I saw this before I saw like Free Willy. So I didn't have that like, oh, orcas are friendly, you know, SeaWorld type mm-hmm. propaganda mm-hmm. in my head. I, I had Orca and I was like, I'm terrified of these things. <laughs> <laughs> they they kind of look like sea pandas indeed, but they, they're more like sea murderers. <laughs> they yeah, like to, yeah, they, they, to they play are, with I've, their kills i've done my my fair share of planet earth watching and uh yeah they, they're rough customers <laughs> also from italy and also from 1977 i don't i don't think we ever had it on the list but i did want to bring up a film that is often referred to as cozilla which is a italian colorization of the original 1954 godzilla by luigi cozy didn't and, we talk about this on on some special episode well i think we might have talked about it on like the lost film. Yeah, I feel like episode. we talked about that. I think we talked we about it on the Godzilla episode as well. But yeah, I, I remember us talking in depth about this because we, we looked at the poster and stuff and we're just kind of like, oof. well, yeah, we, I, I scrubbed through a little bit of it and the colorization is rough. But yeah. if you ever wanted to watch a version of Godzilla that actually has newsreel and, and footage of World War Two and atomic bombs, like this gets serious very, very quickly. And it is rough. I, I don't think you can uh, watch it officially anywhere because it, the legality <laughs> of it yeah. was, was probably brought into question pretty quickly. But yep, that was 1977. The two other films to get us to 10 that I want to talk about. I guess one is a series, but there was an animated series based on Ultraman called The Ultraman from 79. And same reason we we haven't talked about any of the subsequent 1970s 1960s 1970s ultraman series besides the first one is there's just there's so many there's yeah I, there's I like think four we, compilation films in the 1970s alone Ultra, ultraman and top goes in general is really their, its own podcast i i think we are going to do the I, I think you have this added the, the shin ultraman Oh, on yeah. there down oh, the road, but sure. that, that's a whole different beast. I would, I would argue, and that's that's um, a, a both a reimagining and a while it feels like a compilation movie, it is its own film. Yes, which yes, you definitely 100%. have to to dig into. The other one that I didn't add to this list, but I thought was interesting, was there was a second re-edited film version of the original Ultraman TV series, thirteen years after it aired, called Ultraman Great Monster. De- decisive battle <laughs> and yeah this is the second time they did this which is funny and one of the reasons why we were not watching all these ultraman compilation films for the the big screen i don't think it'd be fair to really to compare them to have them in the same decade as some of these other films as well because they, they're they're not films you know they're mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of different 
that being said, this doesn't happen outside of Ultraman as far as like Kaiju very, very often. And, and we've we've already done some some compilation films. So but if, if we did do one, it probably would be great monster to the decisive battle it's hard to say <laughs> because that yeah i mean i think that there's was definitely some popular. value in doing some compilation movies and maybe if we want to do some special episodes down the road or if we want to do some side stuff or if we were sort of patreon or something we we could do that but whole nother podcast really yeah it, it is a, <laughs> so it is a whole other can of worms that we are kind of selectively picking and choosing based on honestly no rhyme or reason how we feel about it <laughs> i mean showa era alone there's what seven series from sixties and seventies. And then when you get into the nineties, it, it uh, starts back up again. So much Ultraman. Great. So those are the films we didn't cover. Let's talk about the movies we did cover on the list. And I think there was how many movies were in the 1970s, like 30, no <laughs> 16. What? Yeah. Something like that. 18 films and uh, one TV series. Yeah. So, about 19 full full episodes that took place in the 1970s. Taking a look over this list, are you surprised about how we ranked any of them, Miles? I, so I'm looking at our 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 worst, and I'm yeah. kind of surprised that number five is the one it is. But I, then I realized you liked one of those movies more than I did, and so I guess it scooted out of the the bottom five because which, which one are you talking about number what well what, what is number five on our, our worst of list so, so for so the worst of the, the 1970s the, this uh, is not uh, our worst this is fifth from the bottom <laughs> yeah so so number five going down is the bermuda depths oh i totally understand why that one's here <laughs> i i get why it's here i hated yay more oh gosh but no. i understand the entertainment value that can come out of that film um <laughs> and 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 that does go a long way for some of these movies i mean some of these movies i would grade harshly but for personal enjoyment whether it's ironic or otherwise is well not even ironic but like i enjoy this because of its its silliness i uh, can i can certainly understand that whereas bermuda depths is super super dry and i never want to watch their movie again but i will watch yeti again in fact i have watched yeti was I think number six, so it didn't make the bottom five, but the the next two on this list make sense because one had only a fan sub and the other just a terrible transfer. And they're also kind of compilation feeling films. Yeah, yeah. And number four was War God. And number three was Jumbo Gase and Giants. And ah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I think if either of those films got an official re-release and they found like, you know, a good print could bump that bump it right out of the the bottom five I, here. But I don't know if War God, I don't think it would for me. Jumbo and Ace, possibly. It's huh. hard to tell. Right, right. But was, our next two are. I think I, I, I was the opposite. Oh yeah, there's there's no <laughs> you could you could have a full HD transfer of either of these films. It's not going to matter one bit. Number two on our worst of 1970s was Ape, just A P E Ape, <laughs> and we we've talked about in in great detail why that film doesn't work and doesn't even work as so bad it's good in a lot of ways, which is such a disappointment. Yeah. But number one, it's no surprise with our lowest score of any kaiju film of any decade was queen kong queen queen, queen kong queen 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 kong um, yeah still still lightly i i tell people outside of, of 
talking about podcasts how much I hate this movie. Oh, yeah. It's like, and it's not just like, oh, this is the worst kaiju movie. This is like one of the worst movies. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it none. might be a bottom 10 movie of, of movies I've ever seen. Like, I, I, I like I said, movies that I, I don't like or I think are bad, but then like, where I have a, a visceral, like, I never want to see this again. This is, this is, I, I gave it a one just because, like I said, I want there to be a full absolute zero on this list. So we just don't have to talk about Queen Kong again. I want there to be something worse. We'll see. I guess we'll see. Cause we're not we'll right see. now. I mean, there, there are the certainly bottom. some goose eggs out there, but I just, I just, uh, we'll see if I eat my words, but I don't think there's going to be something worse than this one for me. And I was yeah. happy to give it a zero. Yeah. Mighty Gorgo was the next worst film that uh, was dethroned because of Queen Kong. And uh, I think that that fits. I would rather go back yeah. and watch Mighty Gorgo. What a surprise. Another eight movie. The top five, though, maybe less surprising is there's a good mix of monsters here, but it is the, I would say, top three kaiju of all time. Number one, I guess number five on the top five, we have a tie between Godzilla versus Gigan and Gamera versus Jiger, which one each one of us gave either a seven or an eight to. So right there tied. Uh, Yeah, both, both got an eight as a podcast total, I believe, but good films, uh, maybe great films. I really enjoyed Jiger and I didn't think I would. And maybe it was helped out by the fact they got the MST three K episode last year, but yeah, it, it probably is. Cause it's, it's a really good episode. I watched, I watched that movie so many, so many times last year because of that. Number four, I was surprised by this, but King Kong, we both really enjoyed. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's a really solid version of that story. It looks really great. The special effects are solid. And, you know, if I have to say like, oh, here's here's a version of King Kong that you should watch from from before the before times (laughs) that this this is probably the one. I mean, I'm I am partial to other versions of Kong that have come out since. But I I certainly think this is a, a very solid version with some fun things and a good cast, despite my general, you know, ambivalence towards the the ip i think this is a pretty solid entry we've both rated the original king kong higher than this but this is this for is academic worth, reasons really but well it's a very worthy film in the 1970s this absolutely it's it's which, it, it's a big it's a big blockbuster and it feels like it and it, it feels ahead of its time really it feels like a an 80s film i was surprised uh why don't you go through our our top three because it's hmm. It involves the big guy. The big. Oh guy. yeah! To, through no surprise, the top three is occupied by the king of the monster, Godzilla. And starting at number three, we have 1975's Terror of Mechagodzilla. <laughs> I know we had some lukewarm reactions to kind of how the film finished and how it felt like as a final film, but I think overall we still both really, really enjoyed this That's movie. I, I have a lot of memories of this movie as a kid and so there is some some weighing there but i i still think it's a very fun entry and certainly compared to some of the direct that we watched in this decade (laughs) it's pretty great well i i love serious kaiju films and this is the master of shiro honda getting back to the roots Mm -hmm. monstrous roots of his his character you know almost or over 20 years since he originated it it's a good send off for for the for the monster. What about oh, <laughs> number so two? Our, our, our one two punch are I, I mean, they're two of the best Godzilla movies, period. And, and one of them is 
I think gotten a lot of reappraisal in the years. I remember growing up and thinking, oh, th- this is the worst one. Oh, this is such a weird villain. But Godzilla versus Hedera from 1971 gets a total nine. I think, Patrick, you gave it a 10. And I, mm-hmm. I docked it for a couple things, but still gave it a very, very high nine. This is an excellent, weird, wild little movie. Yeah, yeah. It it really holds up on, on rewatching the Blu-ray is just amazing mm-hmm. uh, to to behold. I I it's, didn't. It's, I didn't really know would a, love to see Hedera come back, and not just in a short film. I would I would awesome. love a new Hedera movie, and I know I, that the creator has wanted to do it forever. It, as a monster, it is just so ahead of its time. It doesn't feel like any other show a monster, and it really stands out because of that. And. Godzilla, because the monster is so good, just like Batman, Batman gets propped up by some excellent villains. Sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> Godzilla is, is becomes a mythic hero in this film, M- maybe less so, though, with our than our number one film and and matchup your favorite and my favorite film of the, the 1970s. Mm-hmm. I think I did. I think I did rate this one a little higher than Hedder or maybe the same. But what's number one? Yes, 1974's Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. I think when we started the show, I, I I remember citing this as my favorite, but I hadn't watched it in a while. Mm. And, oh, it still holds up. This is a masterpiece of the Champion Series, and I I think it deserves the top a, a top spot in, mm-hmm. in the Godzilla canon. And I, is this the second 10 that we've given? This is only the the second full podcast 10, obviously right behind the original Gojira, which I also didn't give a perfect score to, but it's as close to 10 across the boards as, as you're going to get. And I I think both of us maybe docked like a single point here or there for versus Mecha Godzilla. But as a podcast, this is definitely the best of the 1970s and likely going to be the best of the Showa era outside of the original film. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm full agreement. I'm, I'm trying to think of anything that's in the Showa era that that would match. And for, for no, me, I, I would I would put this as my number two. For me, versus Mothra got up there as well. But yeah, I we would definitely nine, didn't we? Uh, I gave it a ten, but I gave definitely think this one is is better than versus Hedera, even though maybe I enjoy them both the same. Yeah, they're they're both excellent movies. You really can't go wrong if either is a choice. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Oh, as far as our rankings for the 1970s, uh, we had a pretty wild swing in, in points points wise. I rated films on average about a full point over (laughs) where, where you've rated them this season, despite there being some movies that you rated higher than me in, in total, which I, yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at these metrics and I'm like, that's so interesting. (laughs) Well, that's the, that's why it's good to have two eyes on some of these movies to get these different perspectives and, and average them together, which didn't know how important that would be when we started this podcast, but it really does help bring our, our numbers together this season. My average rating for Kaiju films was a 6.6 and yours miles 
a 5.7. Wow. <laughs> Despite those nines and tens, you had some pretty low lows. Well, because I think everything else, I was just like, oh, all this ape stuff. You're you're a lot kinder <laughs> to it than I am. And I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, no. F- films like uh, Which, y- yeah, E.T. <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking at the metrics that you've put here of ranking our decades. Obviously, 1960s is the number one for both of us because. Oh, we were, boy. Howdy. Yes. Yeah. We're, 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 we're eating good in the neighborhood. But for. For me, my number two is the 50s, which is wild because I remember mm-hmm. at the end of that decade, I was I was dying. I was <laughs> dying. Um, yeah, it, it was a, a little lower. And, and mind you, the first season, what we call the 1950s, also includes the original King Kongs and My Dear Young. So it's a little bit before the 50s as well. But that being said, you enjoyed the 1950s like over half a point more than the, the 70s, whereas the 70s is my number two. 50s is my number three, but by, by my scores have varied less than half a point between all three of those those decades. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. Uh, I mean, I I, mean, I can kind of see that. I mean, we're 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 kind of getting in the clearing now. Where you know we we mentioned this at the top of the show that I, I think the 80s is going to be interesting because you have some really solid entries, but a lot of nothing burgers. Mm-hmm. And but I'm I'm I would almost bet depending i think the 90s is going to be the one where it's gonna it's i'll be really interested to see what enters the top spot when we get there i'm i'm looking forward to it i don't think i don't think anything is going to top the the 90s i think that is going to be both of ours probably favorite decades i mean we'll we'll see you you know Um, i i could see the 2010s being a dark horse yeah, that's that's the other one. The the Rewa slash legendary boom is one thing. But I, I've looked ahead and we've added on so many like asylum films, which I think are going to just tank the average there. <laughs> but a lot of those are from the, like, the aughts, right? They're from the early aughts. No, they're all over. But <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I saw I saw them going to asylum. I mean, we could the, asylum might keep this podcast going far longer than we meant to. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't they they just that. they just released what Ape versus Mecha Ape. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, are, that's good. Are, are, yeah. are releasing that? So gotta, I gotta add that to the list. By the way, <laughs> Ape versus Mecha. Ape. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Ooh. asylum when we get there um, because. But Boy, yeah, howdy. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going. I don't think you're going to rate any decade lower than the 70s. I don't think I'm going to have any rated lower than the 50s, which means miles were over the hump. It's all, you know, uphill from here. All roses and rainbows. I was a kid that enjoyed eating my vegetables on my plate first and then going on to the the main meal so it's time to enjoy mashed potatoes and steak for the rest of this podcast <laughs> dig in yeah i mean uh, we have we have the odd you know pea that gets in our mashed potatoes here and there but <laughs> uh, otherwise yeah we got we got some bangers coming i'm even looking at the next decade as small as it is but i'm like ooh, i'm looking forward to talking about that and we got some Larry Cohen coming into the mix. We obviously have the return of the King of the Monsters and the return of the monkey. Um, <laughs> yeah, the a film I'm not super excited about. Before we get to the 1980s, talking about the 70s, now that we've had a few months to digest these these films, you know, we've been recording 1970s episodes for the entirety of 2023 so far. Are there any movies you think you were too harsh on or any films that you maybe gave a pass to, but in retrospect, 
deserve to be demoted. I, I don't think we're going to change our scores, but I, I'd be interested to, to hear if you had any. I'm looking. I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I was pretty harsh on Daigoro, and I stand by that. <laughs> Daigoro, what a great, great family-friendly poo-poo film, Miles. <laughs> I remember, I remember being pretty kind of Space Amoeba. Yeah, yeah, that that was one that you rated higher than than I, and yeah, I feel like maybe I I was a bit harsh on it. It just compared to all the other Godzilla movies that were happening at the time, it was just not a right. And that that was that's one thing is like we had this little concentrated area where we were man, we're eating good, good, eating good, and taking mashed potatoes. I think I was pretty harsh on Mighty Peking Man, and I yeah, I think I might have popped it up a, a point here or there when I could have, like, I, I think there was, again, I just, I just, I hate long likes. I do, but I think I was a little harsher on that one than maybe I should have been. <laughs> because <laughs> Yeti came right after that. Yeah. I mean, I'm look, I was, I was, I was, you know, I was Malcolm McDowell in the clockwork orange. Like I'm, I'm in my own personal hell watching these 78 movies. <laughs> and so picks on your eyes while you're watching. Yeah. Like, uh, and and then you know Beethoven's Ninth is just you know just echoing in my head the references to a movie we will never talk about in this podcast. <laughs> um, but I, I I do think that that one had some weird charm that I was I was a little harsh on. I'd like to go back and revisit it. Yeah, yeah. I, so I think I, I do think it had some interesting stuff in it. I think it might have been better suited as possibly a Tarzan type movie than a a Kong like. Mm-hmm. Um, having recently just like rewatched Disney's Tarzan, I was like seeing some of these Tarzan like you know, this Burroughs kind of storytelling. I'm like, this might have been a little more interesting than the Kong angle. And like, there, I think there is some good stuff in that movie, but I, I was also like, the Kong stuff is rough. <laughs> I I think I similarly have had time to rethink it. I gave Godzilla versus Megalon maybe too high a score. I gave it a seven out of, of 10, probably deserved a six. I think that movie deserves to be in the, the worst kind of Godzilla movies ever made. Yeah, I gave it a seven too. I mean, the thing is, the thing is I mean, not, Godzilla sometimes gets away with a lot because I think, I, we all love him so much. But I think you actually gave it a six is what I have here in my notes. So I think. Oh, maybe I change. I mean, so I'll write down my my official score, and then I might change oh, it on the fly because Patrick yeah. will sometimes ask me what my score is, and well, it's not the same as on when we record. Our our final for that film was a six for the podcast, which I'm, I'm is probably probably right, but I, I honestly think it could have gone a little lower. Um, we, get, I, we gave I think a lot of wrestling moves went a long way with me. <laughs> we gave a lot of guff to, or I gave a lot of guff to all monsters attack. And I do think it's probably worse, but they're, they're right there on the same level for me. Speaking of all monsters attack and Shiro Honda, sadly, we've watched all the Shiro Honda films that there are to watch in, in Daikaiju land. But yeah. that also means we can, we can talk about our, our favorite and least favorites of all time. And it's, it's a big list. If you take a look at this, yeah, um, six, six films, a nine or a ten, which is pretty, pretty awesome, right? Some yeah. classics. It, it, I mean, I guess in order, but Godzilla is number one, obviously. Mothra versus Godzilla was our number two highest, because like I said, I rated that a ten. Where's we, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla? Not on this it, list? He did not. Oh, yeah, he didn't do, do that. that. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, sorry. I, We're I, talking I, about Shiro Honda. Sorry. I'm sorry, so sorry. confused when I looked at this list as well, because I was like, wow, yeah, why isn't that on here? 
Didn't that was June for Kudo, right? right? Yes. Invasion of Astro Monster was our third favorite, I think. We both gave nines, but the same same with Mothra. We both rated the, that film a, a nine a, out of ten. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty in. I, based off our actual scores, I like just from the data. I'm like, okay, but like emotionally, I, I would put Loud Hood Zero higher on, <laughs> on that list. I mean, I, you, well, we you look did. Here, I, yeah, I gave did. it an eight, so I was, I was pretty into that movie. You gave it a six, um, a, a seven, where it landed probably makes the most sense but that is, that's the opposite case for Dagora, which i gave an eight to when you gave a, a yeah six. I, I was fine with that one our bottom three are all monsters attack they're in the unbelievable and space amoeba is the the bottom of the barrel for a shiro honda i, at, at I least. feel I, I feel like vera needs an asterisk because and we talked about this on the podcast that you know the behind the scenes stories about varin are important to keep in mind when you watch that that's not always the case with a lot of films, but it's it's important to know this that they they made this for TV and it was not intended to be a big screen release. And there was there was a lot of stuff going on that I think mm-hmm. affects that one. And well, same thing with Space Amoeba, you know, that's yeah, like the studio was basically in disarray, close to shutting down, and they had already basically sacked Shiro Honda at that point. They they terminated his his contract, I believe. So Understand why that film doesn't have the the same passion. I believe a lot of his others did. We are also done technically with the Showa era of Godzilla films. Yeah. While the Showa era, I guess, actually technically continues on and wouldn't, you know, the 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 actual era in Japan continued into the eighties. Th- this is the demarcation of where the films are typically divided. Because it'll be like a decade until we get the return of Godzilla. But 15 Godzilla films in in this this Showa series, which is crazy to think about. There's so many Godzilla films. And this is not including Mothra or Rodan, the side films that are like in the same universe. Just ones that focus on Godzilla. Are you surprised by this list, this ranking at all miles? Obviously not with our top two, Uh, which are 10 out of 10s. Yeah, I mean this this list. I'm just I'm kind of looking over it. I you know it kind of surprised me to see. I mean, well, I, my 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 ranking is stalwart in that. Uh, I'm kind of surprised to see Godzilla versus Gigan as low as it is. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a seven out of ten. So I mean it's it's low, but uh, I know I I would probably watch that above. I mean I would 100 percent watch it above King Kong versus Godzilla. I'd watch it above Destroy All Monsters, yeah. and I'd probably watch it above Ebra. I really enjoyed Destroy All Monsters, but I I, I understand. I, but I also have like a very like since a kid as being a kid, I love Gigan. So I was about to say this is one of the few Godzilla movies that versus Gigan and All Monsters Attack were one of the few ones that you've rated higher than than I have. Oh, but, for the Godzilla movies, yes. yeah, I yeah. I think yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing is, I mean. Godzilla movies have a seven until the last two, which is Megalon and All Monsters Attack. So this is a pretty solid series. Oh boy, how it series! So, I mean, like, yeah. the Showa Se- era is seven is good. I think on our our list. Oh yeah. So I mean, it, it just shows the quality of this. Like honestly, your your top five are nope. near tens. Sorry, seven is very good. Six is good. So there's none that we really had. Indeed. Yeah. You you disliked All about. Monsters Attack. Yeah, you gave it a five. I gave it a six. 
but that's still on our baseline decent scale like that yeah and i i would go on to say that because of that i don't think there, i don't think there's a bad godzilla film i mean as, as far as <laughs> our our rating term yeah six is good so there's not a a bad one and spoiler warnings there's none worse than <laughs> than old monsters attack that's probably as far as ratings go in in coming decades yeah, yeah. So I mean, that that's gonna be the the lowest. Which Scient- is interesting. scientifically, no bad Godzilla films, <laughs> right? And then that, that, that I I would be curious to see what our personal like pr- like personal preference list would be, look like because sometimes movies that you kind of you know we you know we we break down and try to make a little more academic in our our critical thinking about it, but like sometimes that personal preference. Look, I'm gonna throw on Godzilla versus Godzilla before I throw on Gojira, even though Gojira might be the better film. Yes, and it's really just what I'm looking for, and and I, I enjoy that we've divided into decades because if I'm looking for a black and white classic film from the 50s, it's definitely going to be Gojira. If oh, I'm 100%. looking, if I'm looking for something outside of the Godzilla only films, it's probably going to be Mothra. That was my favorite of the. Oh, it's, 60s. it's a great movie. And if I'm looking for just a good time from the 1970s, it's going to be Yeti Giant of the 20th Century. Oh. I've rewatched that movie since doing it for the podcast. I know. It, it, I mean, I watched understand. It with a friend, Mike. I, yeah, I know the conditions in which you watched it. So that oh, makes more sense. So funny. Just just I was uh, watching with other people and watching their reaction to the the many ridiculous scenes in that film. <laughs> just dying. Laughing. Yeah, and I, I can see watching that with a group of people under circumstances and yeah. having a fun time. I, I 100% under the influence is very important. Yes. <laughs> Let, let's uh, let's wrap up season three and look ahead to season four, the 1980s miles suite. This is going to be, I think already <laughs> our shortest season of, of the podcast. It's the least amount of Kaiju films. I mean, there's so many other movies genres that dominated the 1980s. I can understand why it didn't get as big as it was, but also all the Japanese studios that made kaiju films had gone under, you know? Yeah, they weren't doing so hot. (laughs) They they weren't doing great. So it it makes sense while we have this this dearth of kaiju films. We only have 12 episodes planned for this season, and I think just 10 movies. Maybe maybe eleven, so it's it's a short one. <laughs> we have a couple of special episodes, but in this short season, still some gems. Are are there any movies that you're looking forward to the most, or anything? I mean, at, at this point, we're getting to the point where the, a lot of these are movies I have seen or have seen at least within the last fifteen years. I am super excited to revisit Godzilla vs. Biollante, mm. and that that's. I don't want to spill nothing, but I, that's a gold standard one for me. So I'm excited to revisit it. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. been when did we do our Godzilla episode for the more you nerd about 2017? It's been a while since you've watched it officially. I think I watched it last year and got the a, a DVD copy, and I was like, I'm just I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I gotta I'm, go I'm super excited to uh, revisit a lot of the the say era movies just because I've specifically not watched them so I could watch some of these as fresh as possible. Yeah. And I'm I can't wait to, to I actually can't wait to watch uh Return of Godzilla because as well, yeah. I I bought that Blu-ray when we started the podcast and I had at the time I don't think I've I don't think I've ever watched Return of Godzilla. I think I've only watched 85. And when we agreed to the podcast, I was like, well I just got this Blu-ray in, but I'm just going to save it 
until we can actually do this episode. And so it will actually be my first time watching the return of Godzilla as, as it was meant to be seen. That's awesome. Well, I, I can't wait to do that. One of the movies that I'm most excited about, I'm not excited about, but I can't wait to talk about it is Paul Gasari from, from 19. Yeah. I mean, mostly because the, the, the story behind the movie is so fascinating. Yeah, I, I read the book, a Kim Jong Il production last year, and uh, it's got me very excited to to talk about the history of of that notorious film. But yeah, besides the Godzilla movies, not not a ton of other things I'm super excited about, except there are movies I've not seen on this list, including King of Snake. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I'm I'm excited. I haven't watched this one since I was a kid. But Cue the Winged Serpent, uh, Larry Cohen yes. production. Yes, uh, Fil- filmed in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this the the story, especially if you watch like King Cohen, the, the Larry Cohen documentary, uh wild. Mm-hmm. Uh some of some of the kind of gonzo tactics they did to get this movie made somewhat illegally <laughs> is yeah. pretty hilarious. Filmmaking nineteen eighties was crazy. It was a wild west time period. Yeah, it, it was the wild west, the cocaine was flowing free and it produced some wildly creative stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the 1980s coming up in this coming season. Uh, boy, howdy, that's that's gonna do it. That's a wrap. That's a yeah. recap wrap, Miles. If if you want to watch ahead, get ahead of us. Take a look at our letterboxed accounts. You can see our our watch list. Most everything is on there, including what we're going to be enjoying in the future. Uh, Rate our podcast, tell your friends. And if you want to talk to us about the 1970s and Kaiju cinema, uh, you can do so on Twitter at Kaiju versus history or email us Kaiju versus history at gmail.com. I imagine some people got some things to say about some of these films. I hope so. I, I always like hearing people's reactions. But thank you, Patrick, and we are going to catch everyone next week when we return to the 1960s in stock footage mayhem to to the kick of electronic-infused neon 80s. Do you believe a turtle can fly? Well, you might just have to. That's right. Tune in next week for History vs. Gamera Super Monster.